Thanks everyone. How are you? Good afternoon. Thank you. Welcome to my presentation. I am not even going to start um, talking, talking, talking right now. I'm going to play this and you enjoy. When you think of superheroes, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Men in tights, women with superhuman strength, capes. Lots of superheroes wear capes, but only one wears a coat. A data coat. By day, she's Susan Walsh, but when Dirty Data rears its ugly head, she becomes the Classification Guru. What are the Classification Guru superpowers? Consistency, organization, accuracy, and trust. With help from her good friend and trusty sidekick, the Data Whisperer. Let's go. The Classification Guru wages war against Dirty Data, fighting her sworn enemies. Miss Classification. Duplicate. And the Typonator. It's the classification guru's job to clean up the mean streets of Excel City. That was bang out of order. So, when you're in Excel hell, don't let dirty data get you down. Call the classification guru. So thanks very much. Welcome to my presentation. As you may have guessed, it is not going to be like other presentations. I am going to talk to you about the dangers of dirty data in about 10 minutes. So it's going to be a challenge for me. So I'm going to tell you firstly, what is dirty data? Because your version of dirty data might not be the same as mine. We all work in different areas. So let's um, just clarify what that could be. Then I'm going to show you how you can ensure that you have data accuracy. And then I'm going to summarize. So it's going to be a quick whistle stops tour, but I can promise you that once you've seen this, you will remember things from today. So let's start with what is dirty data? So that's twice I've said it already. And also I better check uh, every time I play that video, I'm not sure if Scott Taylor expects some royalties. So if he's in the chat, maybe he could just confirm that it's a freebie for a friend. So let's go first. So what are the first things that come to mind when you think of dirty data? Well, for me, it's misspelt words, firstly. I work a lot with procurement spend data, and I can tell you that people cannot spell, regardless of education, background, um, uh, money that they have, what they do, it does not matter. I have seen the worst and most atrocious spelling, not just of description and descriptive columns, but supplier names, people's names. I mean, it's across the board. And I'm probably guessing that you're sitting nodding your head away um, as I tell you this, because you've seen it yourself. Things that I have seen wrong um, include things like mileage, travel, carriage, freight, you know, really obvious things that people just, kind of can't be bothered to type in. Then we have things like incorrect descriptions. So this could be a wide range of things. It could be an invoice description, which is the world that I work in, or it could be data tags, meta tags, um, photographic tags. It could be a whole range of things. So you really have to be careful and make sure that, you know, what is tagged is tagged correctly. Then we have missing codes. So if you are working in manufacturing and supply chain, you will know that codes can be missing. It could be an O instead of a zero um, in place. Again, we can have typos. People can get the numbers mixed around the wrong way and it can cause all kinds, kinds of problems. The wrong items get shipped out. The wrong items get forecast. The wrong items get purchased. So it's really important to make sure for those and look out for those as well. Then we've got data in the wrong columns. Now, 
Um, if you work with any kind of personal data, you will know that this problem is rife. So I can give you examples where you have the postal or zip code in the city column, or you have the city in the postal zip code, or you have the whole address in one cell, but the rest of the file has it split out into maybe three or four columns. Um, you might have uh, the name all in the first name column rather than split out. Um, it, it, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. And phone numbers as well can be a bit of a nightmare, especially if you are working around um, international numbers and things like that. Then there's standard units of measure. Now, I worked on a project last year and I could tell you now that there were at least maybe five, six different ways that I saw liters spelt because we've got the European way and then we've got the US way. Is it singular or plural? Could it be LTR or LTRS? Could it be just an L? Um, and then also, do you have a space between the, the number and the unit of measure or do you have it together? Because I saw all of that in one file. It was horrific. But I promise once I cleaned it up, it, it was much better. Um, in fact, in that instance, they had 34,000 SKUs that I tidied up and cleansed down to about 24,000. So it shows the impact that, that dirty data can have on, on an organization. And then we've got currency issues. You know, are you working in one currency or are there multiple currencies or do you even know? Um, and it might not be obvious um, when you are working in multiple currencies. So it's something that you should really check for. And then formatting issues. So this is a really good one. And I think as we become more of a global um, world, uh, business world, we we have the issue with dates, the US versus the UK dates. Um, I know Scott's mentioned that in previous presentations that he's done. You know, it, it can cause a lot of business problems. So you have to make sure you know where the source of that data is coming from. And then finally, we have our duplicates, not our duplicates, but just our duplicates. So I know that you know that you will see that in every single data file. So it would be naive to say that they don't exist because they absolutely do. But they are probably the biggest cause of dirty data that you would find in a file. And I work in spend data classification, so it would not be uh, silly of me not to show you some examples and, and show you in a window into my world and why I love what I love doing so much. So the first example is LinkedIn and the restaurant is description uh, and someone classified it as a restaurant. But you and I both know that um, I like LinkedIn's not a restaurant. Um, so I know, uh, because of my knowledge and experience, that you know LinkedIn is probably either advertising, it could be um, recruitment for a job, could be a subscription, it could even be training. It's certainly not a restaurant. So context can be really important as well. Look at all the columns of your data, not just in singular uh, in a single column, because you could lose context. And then this is my favourite one. Do not ever assume that you know what a supplier or a person or a description is. Um, this one nearly caught me out. This is Tinder Corporation. And it's not the Tinder that you and I, well, maybe not me, but probably you, um, would know. It, it's not the, the global dating site where you swipe left or swipe right. This is actually a company based in the UK called Tinder Corporation Limited. So they were either really smart or ahead of the time um, when they set up this company. But what they actually do is provide IT services. So again, it's really important to look at the supplier name and the description 
and, and make sure that you have the context because I, I was working for a charity so I knew there was absolutely no way that they were um, paying for a Tinder account on their, their business expenses. So that's just a couple of fun examples. Um, but one of the things that I have to say is, you know, it's really easy for me to sit here and show you some of these examples. But when you have a whole spreadsheet full of them, it's really hard to pick out the ones that are wrong. Um, so in another time, in another day, I will show you some tips and tricks on how you can spot those as well. But, you know, what are the consequences of dirty data? So, you know, we all know what they are, but what's the consequences? Well, it's the good old adage of rubbish in and rubbish out or garbage in garbage out and that applies to all different types of data so your AI your machine learning the principles are all the same and um, if you don't have that accurate data set before you start then you're in for a world of pain and then how can you ensure that data accuracy so you know are there anything the steps you can do or make things better well let's find out um I have come up with this great acronym called make sure your data has its quote on. So that means that your data has to be consistent. So it's like the standard terms and units of measure that we talked about. Make sure your whole organization is using the same terms and standards. And also define what a customer and a supplier is because actually, you know what, it could be different things to different people. And even things like addresses, there could be shipped to, sold to, there's loads of different things. Then it has to be organized. So think of that messy closet you have. Your favorite top's in there, but it's been thrown in the back. It's all crumpled up. You need to jump through that wardrobe and find what you're looking for. But actually, if you had organized it, you could have your tops, your trousers, your dresses, your suits. And it'd be nice and crease-free, and you would just pull it out and walk away. Data is exactly the same. You can organize it by country, by division, by category, by um, marketing product owner, by procurement manager. Um, but, but anything you want so that when you need that information, you can just quickly pull it out because it's already been categorized. And then it has to be accurate. And that might be, you might think it's a bit of a silly statement, really. But um, if it's not accurate, then, you know, how can it be trustworthy? So you need all those things. So that is quick, 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 quick. I think this is the fastest talk I've ever done. Um, just a summary, there are no shortcuts when it comes to clean, accurate data. You do need a person to be able to look at that data and clean it. Um, you need to know your data, so look at it regularly because when things are not right, they will jump out at you. You have to maintain it as well. So don't just leave it for a year because if you're in a mess, you'll be calling me back in 12 months. So, you know, look at it quarterly or monthly, make sure that it's maintained and also do spot checks because, you know, accidental deletions, cut and pastes, they all happen. And let's face it, it makes your life easier. And who doesn't want that? And then again, I'm going to say it, make sure that data has its coat on. And um, if you haven't got the message, then here's a little reminder of what makes might help you. Leaving your data out in the cold. You wouldn't go out into sub-zero temperatures without the correct protection. So why do so many companies forget to protect their data? Unprotected data can lead to bad business decisions that cost money and put jobs at risk. That's why your data needs its coat on. This means making sure your data is consistent, organized, accurate, and trustworthy. Consistent means using the same standards, terms and classifications company-wide. Organized data makes it easier to find. Think of it like a messy closet. 
it can be difficult to find what you're after, even when you know it's in there. When organized correctly, it becomes easier to find what we want. Data should be accurate, which can mean different things to different people, but at its most basic level, accurate data is correct. And finally, data should be trustworthy. This is critical. If your team can't trust the data, they might not use it. And business decisions around jobs, staffing, and budgets are all based on data, so it's got to be right. Like any coat, there are differences in the quality of data services out there. If you buy a cheap coat, it might not be waterproof or protect you enough, and it won't last more than one season. If you don't invest in good quality data services, you will end up paying twice as much, if not more in the long run, to fix the earlier mistakes. If you'd like to speak to an expert about data in your own business, visit theclassificationguru.com to find out more. And if you do have any questions, why not get in touch? I'm here on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter, I have a website and I have a YouTube channel with some how-to guides, so please check it out. Thank you so much for your time. I've probably run over, but hopefully not as much as Scott Taylor because that's pretty bad if I have done. Um, and yeah, thanks very much. Awesome. Um, so I don't have a code, Susan, but I have a <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Actually, to be fair, Scott went under by a minute and a half. I know. What? Oh my goodness. I thought I was going to run out of breath there. I was like, God, squeeze it all in. <laughs> so, uh, you know, thank you so much for the great presentation. Yeah. We do actually still have time for QA. Fabulous. Yeah. I've got my truth tiara because Scott inspired me. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. Yes, you guys are all about the truth. And Scott <laughs> is here listening to your talk and he says, as he says, it's about the dirty data. Yes. You know, he says dirty like a pirate. It's dirty. <laughs> only you can say it. You, only you yeah, can that's try true. to say it right. So let's go to some questions and comments here. You've gotten a lot of questions and comments and great oh, yeah. presentation. I will go First through each of them. Yeah, let's go, let's go through each of them right now. You only <laughs> take a couple of hours. <laughs> um, so Katina says, has there ever been a time when it was hard to classify when data was dirty? Yeah, like, well, most files, but actually I've just finished a project. We classified 3 million rows in four weeks and it was really tough. Um, and when you have multiple languages, that can really cause problems as well. So, yeah. Yeah, but, I was going to ask, is it ever not hard? <laughs> because uh, I'm assuming data is typically dirty. There's different levels. Um, sometimes it's more the com complexity. So we're working on a lab equipment manufacturer just now. So there's lots of like chemicals and reagents and things. So you kind of have to know what they are to categorize them. But once you've seen it once, you've seen it a million times. Yeah, I bet. Um, <laughs> question from Larissa. So what's preferable? Workflows to enforce correct data entry into fields or exception reports sent to responsible departments that highlight their dirty data to clean up. I love this question. Oh, yeah, no, I would always say try and fix it at point of entry um, because it will take two, three times as long to fix it post problem. But it's not always possible. Yeah, I always think about kind of pipelines and water for some reason when yeah. I think of dirty data because it's it's better if you can filter the water before you send it across all the pipelines versus trying yeah. to clean them up in all those different areas. Yeah, yeah, because it does pick up arms and legs and hairy bits and things on the way if it's not cleaned first. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thomas is asking any quick win advice for dirty data. Yeah. I guess how do we address that? Like you can do it in Excel, get a pivot table. Uh, do it tabular form 
Um, and then you could have, say, supplier and all your classifications, or you could do uh, product codes and the descriptions. And then you could make sure that you don't have multiple descriptions against one product code or multiple classifications against a supplier. Um, and it's just a really quick way to like check if something doesn't look right. But again, you have to know your data first before you do that. Yeah, yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Uh, question here from Carlos, was data dirtiness also due to different systems trying to collect the same type of data? Um, yes, but they also don't speak to each other, so they're all siloed. So, you know, this this one is in this country and this one's in that country and they call it something slightly different or they have the same column, but it means different things in different countries. That happens all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a clarifying uh, comment here from Deepa. Oh, yeah. Was it 3 million? <laughs> 3 million. And I did a project in the summer that was 2.3 million. So, yeah, there's a wow. lot of data that needs classified out there. That sounds intense. For anyone who needs their data classified, call the classification bureau. Yeah, don't do it yourself. Let me take the pain away. Yeah, you love doing this, right? You just get you get comfortable and you get, get right into it. Yeah. Uh, Waleed's asking, where would you suggest to do the data cleaning? in the bathroom, in the bedroom, in your kitchen. You can do it wherever you like. Um, I, <laughs> sure that's the question. Um, I, I wouldn't really suggest Excel. Um, I think everyone has, uh, has a different preference. So some people love to code. I have some uh, data visualization and modeling software called Omniscope that I use, and I've developed my own methodology within that. Um, you have to do what you're comfortable with. I spoke to a guy just the other day, and he's got these great, amazing formulas and things um, set up in Excel. But for me, I would probably have no hair left if I did it in Excel. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that. I know people um, use different tools for, for different purposes, but yeah. sometimes it, it is as simple as, as using Excel, right? And sometimes I think we over complicate things or over-engineer something really simple, you know? Yeah, yeah that makes sense. A text um, field in Excel can solve a lot of problems. You don't need anything fancy. Unless Excel is crashing. Well, that, yeah. Yeah. But then I was just cutting your data up, either by department, division, category, country, something like that, and do it in those kinds of chunks. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, question here from Obehi. Is it advisable to delete incomplete records in a database? Only if they're wrong, I'd say, if anything, you need to complete them rather than delete them. There's probably some important information in there. In fact, more often than not, it's, it's the right information there, but there's lots of parts missing. Mm -hmm. That's more often than not the, pro the problem. So I guess the message is complete them, don't delete them. You should, them. Not, deleting, you should not be deleting anything unless it's an absolute duplicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the way, your duplicate, uh, that video duplicates, I, I took offense to that. I mean, <laughs> my name duplicates. <laughs> you could have been in it. You could have been a star. <laughs> I missed that opportunity, I guess. Um, all right, let's take a couple more questions. Uh, question from Derek. Do you try to standardize data in after spending time cleaning it? Yeah, so if it's like supplier names and things like that, I will normalize them and have a master list. If I'm doing data refreshes, I'll have a master classification list. So mm -hmm. the next time a new set of data comes in, I can map it on either supplier name or supplier name and invoice description. Um, and then 80% of my work is done before I've even had to manually do anything. So 
Okay, makes sense. Eight to twenty rule. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. There was a question here from Arihant. Big data will be challenging and have also huge categories. Pivot tables may not help. Any suggestions when an Excel pivot table simply can't do it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it depends on what you're doing. If you, for me, I need to be able to edit and visualize at the same time. So OmniScope is the only tool that I know that I can do that all in the same window and yeah. model on the back end as well. Um, but you might just need something like uh, Power BI or a click or Tableau, um, and that will, you know, do do everything for you that you need. So um, it really depends on what kind of outcome you're looking for. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Um, there have been a couple of questions asking for some quick tips on cleaning large, dirty Excel files. Do you have any yeah. quick tips? Yeah, yeah. So first thing is um, pivot table on unique things so like name description value or, or whatever or, or you know say it's uh, name and description or name and classification mm -hmm. uh, classify those aggregated versions so say you've got a 500,000 row file you might aggregate that down to 200,000 rows just by putting a pivot table in export that classify or do whatever you need to do to that and then do a vlookup and and map all that back in okay thank you for that and I'm going to um, I'm going to wrap things up with not a question, but a comment here that I thought was really special. Um, midnight here in India, but still listening as this is super interesting and exciting. So Susan, I think that that says a lot yeah. about your session that this person's up at midnight. Yeah, thank you. But also testament to you, Kate, for pulling together such an amazing lineup of so many different speakers. It's like you can't not watch. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I, I don't know if I made the right decision to stand during the conference because I'm already. I do. I feel like energized because you're like moving around and yeah, like, I think jumping around. Yeah, yeah. I'm super excited. <laughs> so, uh, Susan, uh, do you want to quickly talk about your course before we? Oh yeah. So, sorry, just jumping in there. Um, yeah. So it's it basically data cleansing is the basics in Excel. So you don't need anything other than that. It doesn't matter whether you're completely new to this or whether you have some experience, um, there will be some tips to share. I'm going to give away three. Oh, Mike Wimmer, hi, Mike. I'm looking forward to his. Um, and uh, yeah, so how are we deciding three? You're picking three from the comments and questions that came in during okay. the session. We have to do it right now. No, we're going to no, announce okay, it after okay. the conference. That's fine. Cool. Let's yeah, So yeah, if you want a free course, um, get some commenting. Awesome. All right. Well, Susan, thank you so much for your time. I will see you online. Yes.